KMTT, Ki, Mitzion, Tetzei Torah. And today is Monday, regular Shia of Harav Moshe Taragin about Tefillah. Harav Taragin. In a previous Shia, we witnessed the correlation between Tefillah and overall interaction and encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. For example, Yitzchak's form of Tefillah, Vayetze Yitzchak, La Suach Basada <clears throat> demonstrated that for Yitzchak Tefillah was not an opportunity merely to request or uh, petition for certain needs, be they personal or national. And in Parshish Chayisara, when, when Yitzchak's Tefillah is recorded, there's very little that he has to pray for. His life is very, one could say, almost idyllic and, and pastoral. He's in the middle of his field waiting for others to bring him his wife, Rivka. We have more of a flavor of a person who has an overarching relationship with Kuchibrecho, an overarching relationship with God, and tefillah is an opportunity to highlight that relationship through conversation <coughs> and cognitive interaction. The term sicha suggests a casual <coughs> form of tefillah rather than a formal supplicational form of tefillah. The truth is, but even in Avram's instance, El HaMakom Asher Amad Sham, the Pasuk in Parsha Svayera, the fact that Tefillah is described as standing in front of God also connotes the capacity of Tefillah to capture the total sweep of the human relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Although, in Avram's instance, the notion of Amida suggests a bit more of a formal, reverential moment than the casual, relaxed moment of Yitzchak's interaction with HaKadosh Baruch <coughs> Again, the Gemara in Brachos, Rebbe Yezer told his Tamidim, before he passed, Uchshatem ispalim when you daven, de'u lefnei miatem omdim. Omdim, standing, is much more formal, much more respectful than the Sicha of Yitzchak. But each in their own way captures the role of tefillah, the function of tefillah, not merely to solicit HaKadosh Baruch Hu's intervention, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy, but rather to sustain and to intensify an overall relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, on Dav Chav Beis, sort of captures this notion, whether it's the casual interaction, almost the friendship of Yitzchak, or the reverential recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's described, or that captures Avraham's tefillah, to Amar Rav Chana Bar Bizna, Amar Rabbi Shimon Chasida. Hamispalel, the Gemara Sanhedrin on Daf Chav Beis urges, Hamispalel, Tzarech Sheyirah Atzmao Keilu Shechina Kinegdo has to envision as if the Shechina were present. Shenamar Shevisi Hashem Lenegdi Samit. So this Gemara Sanhedrin does not vote, as it were, between the Amida of Avraham and the Sikh of Yitzchak person should recognize the presence of the Shekhinah during davening, perhaps allowing for either form of recognition, the casual, um, relaxed recognition of Yitzchak and the reverential standing upright in fear almost, in awe of the Shekhinah, which Amida perhaps suggests. But what's interesting about this Gemara in Sanhedrin is that it cites a Pasuk of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, very well-known Pasuk, Pasuk with, with which the Shulchan Aruch begins, but clearly a Pasuk whose sweep and horizons 
far extends, extends far beyond tefillah. That Pasuk urges us to maintain a constant recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in every facet, in every area of our lives, both those moments that we are acutely conscious of Hashem, Talmud Torah, Chesed, or those quiet moments of human experience where our behavior is, mod- is moderated and calibrated based on the recognition of Hashem's presence. But the fact that Rav Chana Barbizna cites this Pasuk in conjunction with Tefillah, urging us to maintain that focal notion during Tefillah of Hashem's presence, reaffirms the role of Tefillah to highlight a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that suffuses the total sweep of the human condition, but which is brought into greater relief and greater stress during the moments of Tefillah. Tefillah is in many ways a barometer for a person's overall relationship with Kuchibrichu, for if the relationship is sound and sustained, then Tefillah is a natural intensification and deepening of that overall attitude. If a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is weak or unattended to, then tefillah, by definition, becomes more frustrating and more complicated because tefillah would then be an attempt to generate a dynamic that doesn't exist throughout the rest of the human experience. Very interesting scene. Attendant or accompanying Yitzchak's davening in the end of Pasha's Chayisara, Torah writes in Parachav Dalet, Pasuk Samach Dalet, Vatisa Rivka, I say now, Rivka has been traveling from Padan Aram <coughs> to meet this great man she's heard of, she doesn't really know what he looks like. And often the distance, Vatisa Rivka Seina, so there's some distance between where Rivka sits and this vision of hers, and she sees Vateras Yitzchak. She sees Yitzchak, and <coughs> the implicit question is, how does she know it was Yitzchak? She had no way of IDing this man whom she had never seen. So the Medrash comments, Amar Evahuna, Safis, she witnessed, she appreciated, She witnessed him davening. Amra, she claimed, or she assumed, Vaday Adam Gadolu. This must be an important person. So she inquired and she discovered this is really Yitzchak. So Tvila, at least Tarifka, is a litmus or yardstick for a person's overall spirituality. And not even knowing who this person was, and again it's fascinating that it's the casual Tvila of Yitzchak in Parshas Chayisara that excites her interest, not the more formalized Tvila, but she assumes this to be correlative or correspondent to an overall healthy relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Th- This function of tefillah as not merely an opportunity to praise or solicit, praise Hashem or solicit interest or describe Geula, this provides some very interesting um, implications or consequences for the shape of tefillah, the form of tefillah. Um, the, Mish, the Medrash in um, Parsha Shmos, or in Sefer Shmos, Rabbah, Chavalef, describes the scene at Yamsof. It's a very interesting moment in the history of Tefillah, <coughs> not just in the history of Am Yisrael and their benefit from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Nisim. The Medrash describes the scene that the Jewish people was cornered on three different sides, being chased by the enemy, and evidently not just being chased by the enemy, but threatened by uh, desert um, animals or, or wild animals. So they raise their eyes to heaven and begin to cry. So the Medrash actually questions why Kodesh Baruch Hu placed on Yisrael so soon after their departure from Egypt, why Kodesh Baruch Hu placed the Jewish people under such duress. 
was a bit traumatic for them to undergo this experience so soon after the jubilee and the euphoria of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So the Medrash asks, Lama asa Kodesh Baruch Hu lahem kach? And the Medrash answers, Shaya Kodesh Baruch Hu misavel God craved their prayer. Rishua ben Levi invokes or cites a parallel to a king, travels along the way, and his princess cries to him for help. And the king, of course, intercedes. Many days later, this um, king wanted to get married himself, and he missed, so to speak. He longed for the conversation with his daughter. So, in the interest of re-establishing or rejuvenating that line of communication with his daughter, the king sends some peril, some threat to face his daughter, and the daughter once again has to pray to her to her father, to ask her father for help. So HaKadosh Baruch at this stage, the Medrash continues, craved Am Yisrael's tefillah. They had prayed in Egypt early during the Exodus story, in Parsha Shmos, Vayihi Bayamim Harabim Ha'em, Vayaka Melechadash, this is in Parak Beis, a new king, new decrees, new persecution, Vayayanchu B'nei Yisrael Vayizaku Miyad. Am Yisrael had already davened to HaKadosh Baruch at an earlier stage, of their bondage in Mitzrayim. But eerily, or not so eerily, not so ironically, but as their plight had improved, as they had become less dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's miracles had humbled the Egyptians and perhaps relieved some of their suppression, so they had ceased davening. God removed them from Egypt in a glorious, triumphant fashion, and still they hadn't daven. As a matter says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu kolam HaKadosh Baruch Hu craved their voice, their response. But yet, Am Yisrael were silent, perhaps again too comfortable and they're too confident in their success. That seventh day after Yitzhak Mitzrayim was an exercise, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reestablish a sense of need, a sense of peril, and thereby elicit that long-coveted, that long-desired tefillah that was so absent over the past couple months. In this instance, the matter cites the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, Hashmi'ini es koleich, Harini es marayach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu craved the voice of Am Yisrael, or to recite the entire series of Sukkim, Yonati b'chagvei hasela b'seser hamadriga. Yonati is a reference to a dove, but a metaphor to the Jewish people. My dove was caught in the little nooks and crannies of the rock, evoking some sort of imagery associated with a people standing on the rocks and cliffs overlooking a raging sea, unable to move in either direction, being cornered by wild desert beasts and being chased by the Egyptian army. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now's the time for prayer. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, I want them to pray. Am Yisrael prays, and God is, so to speak, satisfied by their prayer, by their voice. This episode at the Yamsuf underscores Hakadosh Baruch Hu desiring our tefillos. If our tefillos were merely, so to speak, personal, to receive a blessing, to enrich ourselves by recognizing the grandeur of Hakadosh Baruch Hu then the notion of a Kurdish Baruch Hu coveting our tefillos would be somewhat startling. Tefillos are 
I won't say anthrocentric, but they service the human soul and the human psyche. If our tefillos affect the Kaddish Baruch Hu's will, again, it would be less likely that Hashem would covet them. But if tefillos are a conduit between man and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a conduit through which that relationship surges, a high water moment, a watershed moment in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then the notion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu coveting our tefillos, misavel tefillasan, and in fact engineering, so to speak, a situation of crisis to enable us to daven, this notion is far more logical and far more sound. And the truth is, this structure that HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates need so that our tefillos will flow, this notion was only born at a collective level in the Amsev, but already pre-existed the Amsev. The Gemara and Yevamos claims, Amr Yitzchak, Mipnei Mahayu Avoseinu Akurim, why did many of the Avos have difficulty conceiving children? Mipnei Shakarish Baruch Hu misaveh letfilos anshal tzadikim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu covets our tefillos. Hashem wants our tefillos. So, <coughs> in Sefer Bereshis, this drama is played out on an individual level, on an individual level, the Avos and the Imos. And in Parshas Bishalach, this reality is ingrained, is programmed at a national level, at a Kodesh Baruch Hu creates need, so to speak, to elicit our tefillos. Now, theologically, it's a very provocative notion that Kodesh Baruch Hu can challenge the human being and create that need and peril, especially at a collective level, in order to jumpstart our tefillah. But from a perspective of tefillah, it certainly reaffirms tefillah's role, not only to accomplish certain tasks or agendas, but to reinforce our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Very interesting, Gemara and Brachos, perhaps, reaffirms that notion from a different standpoint. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Mishrim Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yochanan claims... Cites Rabbi Yossi, Minayin Shakarish Baruch Hu Mispalo, God Himself Davins. Shenemar, Veviosim Al Harkachi, Simachtim Veis Tfilasi. God refers to the Beis Hamikdash as the house of His prayer, implying that He involved, He's Himself is involved in prayer. And the Gemara continues, My Matzli and Rav Zutra Bar Truvia suggest one text for Akarish Baruch Hu's Tfila. Rabbi Ben Alisha, a Kohen Gadol, actually once heard Akarish Baruch Hu Davin when he entered the Kodesh HaKadoshim, on Yom Kippur. Either way, the notion, the image of a Kodesh Baruch Hu davening is very startling. Kodesh Baruch Hu wears tefillin according to Chazal. That notion may be more acceptable, even in the metaphoric sense, for Kodesh Baruch Hu to select important parshios from the Torah. As Chazal tells us, parshios that described our unique role in history. We describe a Kodesh Baruch Hu's role. We describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu's exclusivity. HaKadosh Baruch Hu describes our own, or selects parshios which describe our, describes our own, or describe our own unique status and incorporates them in some form of tefillin. <coughs> so the notion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu wearing tefillin, again at a more metaphoric level, is feasible. But tefillah, presumably, would be the last experience we would impute to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The experience of tefillah has a very clear hierarchy, a very unmistakable pecking order between man and God. And tefillah is the bridge by which man praises the Almighty, seeks his help, seeks communication. This Gemara sort of levels the playing field of tefillah. We pray and Hashem prays. Obviously Hashem prays 
metaphorically, he's not uh, praying to himself, but this image, I believe, also reestablishes or reinforces the fact that tefillah is not merely functional, but that tefillah is an interaction between man and God, a conversation, perhaps the casual conversation of Yitzchak comes to mind, a conversation of equality and parity, even if it's not one of parity, even the hierarchy implicit in Avraham's tefillah of Amida. Either way, man prays not simply to request certain goals, but to maintain that communication, or to intensify that communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu covets the relationship with man. That's one of the foundations of the religious experience. And part of coveting that experience, that interaction with man, HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires our tefillos, and almost artificially, so to speak, stimulates our tefillos through crisis and need. And in addition, HaKadosh Baruch Hu engages in that interaction and that encounter, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's engagement in that interactive encounter is described as Hashem praying in the Gemara and Brachos Zion. So these are the statements of Chazal, the Medrash and Bishalach, the Gemara and Brachos, the parallel Gemara and Yuvamos about personal crisis, which highlight or demonstrate tefillah as a uh, channeling between man and Hashem. The Yushalmi is a very interesting statement. The Yushalmi in Tainis, uh, Parak Dalet Alach Aleph. Yushalmi searches for a source for Tfilas Ni'ila. Tfilas Ni'ila is that added Tfila, which we insert on any Tainis Tzibor. It's a common mistake that Tfilas Ni'ila is specific to Yom Kippur. Any Tainis Tzibor demands or mandates an extra Tfila. That extra Tfila is recited towards the end of the day and called Ni'ila. In our context, outside of Eretz Yisrael, without the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, without the authority of a Beisin, we have no longer, we no longer have access to the experience of a Tanit Seaboard. The only Tanit Seaboard which remains is Yom Kippur and perhaps Tishabav. Tishabav does not demand Tfilas Ila because the Avelus of Tishabav suppresses extra Tfilah. Part of Avelus is the recognition of our tefillahs not being accepted after the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, or at least the ease of our tefillahs being accepted, being complicated. So effectively, the only Tanis Tibor which still demands tefillahs Ni'ilah is Yom Kippur. But Ni'ilah, by definition, is that extra tefillah that every full-score Tanis Tibor demands. Most of our Tanios are no longer classic Tanis Tibor, they're just Takanas Midrabanan to commemorate certain very, very traumatic events in Jewish history. <coughs> So the Shalmi in um, Tanis questions. Minayin Lina'ila. What's the source for Nila? <coughs> the Shalmi cites a Pasak in Yeshaya, Parak Aleph. Pasak describing Kurdish Baruch's lack of interest in our prayers after we've reached a level of hypocrisy and betrayal that almost condemns our fate, and at least the way the Navi describes it, Tfila won't help. Shem claims, Gam kitarbu Even if you increase, even if you multiply your tefillos, kitarbu I won't listen. Yishalmi infers from this section in Yeshaya, Mikan, we can derive from this pasuk, Shekol hamar that if a person increases his tefillos, davens excessively almost, then his tefillos are accepted by a Kodesh Baruch 
It's almost as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is describing the highest form of tefillah. Even that tefillah I won't accept. And of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu always accepts tefillahs. But Hashem is warning us that we're reaching the point of no return. A parallel section in the Medrash in Devarim describes a Pasuk in Tehillim Chavzayin, a well-known Pasuk. Pasuk writes, Kaveh al Hashem, Chazak v'yamet slibecha v'kaveh al Hashem. Look to Hashem, reinforce your energy and daven again. So the Medrash interprets this, Heve mispalel v'chozer o mispalel. Daven once and then daven again. A repetition which is born by the Pasuk, Kaveh al Hashem, Chazak v'yamet slibecha v'kaveh al Hashem. And Hashem will ultimately answer your tefillahs. So the Yishalmi and Tanis and the Medrash in Dvarim, Parshas Veschan, on each underscore the success or the function of repeated tefillahs, of extra tefillahs, in the case of Neila, to sort of add a tefillah at the end of the day in the Medrash and Dvarim to daven persistently or tenaciously for a certain goal. The notion of davening additional tefillos or repeating tefillos is not so simple. The Medrash in Tehillim, Perak Dalit, cites Rebbe Zeira. Medrash claims a person has a son who he's very close with, lives with him. First time the son comes in to speak with him, they sit on the bed. Very intimate, very close. The next time... They sit on a chair together. The third time, they sit on the bench. The fourth time, even a father who loves a son claims it's too much. You're, you're coming too often. Cool down a little bit. Take a break, so to speak. As opposed to that scene, Avala Kodesh Baruch Hu ain't okay, and the Medrash continues. Kol Mashi Yisrael docha kimoso uvayin l'makom tefilaso simcha hu lefanav. Kodesh Baruch Hu actually covets I repeated, tenacious, persistent, almost, um, so to speak, bothersome, pursuant tefillah. Which nation has a God? The Pasuk in Devarim Parakdalit says, that's close to us, whenever we call. Slightly different phraseology, the Shalmi in Bracho cites Rabbi Pinchas, who quotes Rabbi Zeira. Then human beings who are patrons of others, who help others, if their beneficiaries are too tenacious and too active, they get frustrated. They no longer are interested in helping. No matter how much you ask from Hashem, no matter how much you rely on Him, Yishami doesn't mention tefillah, but certainly alludes to it, Kodesh Baruch Hu assists, cites the Pasuk, Hashlech HaLashem Yehavcha. So everything you need on Hashem, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will HaKadosh Baruch Hu will respond. These two sources, the Medrash and Tehillim Parak Dalit, the Yishalmi and Brachos, Parak Tesalach Aleph, capture the unique state, the unique quality of our excessive tefillos vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I mentioned before the Yishalmi and Tainis of Anila, that extra tefillah, the Medrash and Devarim, encouraging us to daven beyond the natural quota, beyond the natural amount. These latter two sources remind us that although this excessive request 
would be somewhat questionable in a human context. In the divine context of tefillah, it only increases our love and our intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch These sources, again, underscore tefillah as brokering or mediating our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu covets our tefillah specifically because our tefillahs surpass mere petitioning, but because our tefillahs establish that kirva, that closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In particular, in particular, the Medrash and Tehillim, when it justifies the extra tefillahs, when it contrasts between a human being who may not be tolerant of such persistence and tenacity, of such uh, nudnik, so to speak, type qualities, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just tolerate, but um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, covets it, cites the Pasuk in Veschanan, Kimi Goy Gadol Asher Lo Lokim Krovim Elav, Kashem Elokeinu Bechol Koreinu Elav, this Pasuk captures, by citing the word Krovim Elav, Hashem is close to us, Bechol Koreinu Elav, when we daven, it almost justifies the viability or validity of excessive tefillos because of that closeness, because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's proximity and relationship which tefillah highlights. <coughs> so this is one practical consequence of tefillah, not merely as a petition, but as that um, implementation of Shevisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, that Gemara and Sanhedrin on Dav Beis, which associates the two. Perhaps a second consequence of tefillah as a, an exercise of Shevisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid is the location of tefillah. The Gemara in Brachos, on Davavim and Aleph, Davavim and Beis, Gemara in Brachos extols the importance of davening in Beis HaKnesses. Tanya, Abba Binyamin Omer, Brachos Davav, Ein tefillah shel Adam nishmas el Beis HaKnesses. Shenemar, Lishmoa el Harina, V'yala tefillah. B'makom Rina, Sham Tehei tefillah. Beis HaKnesses is not just a location or a site for tefillah. Tefillah can be realized even outside of the Beis HaKnesses, but it's a site of Rina. Now why precisely the Beis HaKnesses alone captures Rina? Interesting question, but presumably Rina suggests some sort of song, and a song is best realized by a group, by a collective. There's a melody or a rhythm that tefillah possesses when it is participated in by many. So th- this statement of Abed Binyamin extols the importance of tefillah in Beis Knesses because it is a communal public tefillah, not a singular individual tefillah. However, the Gemara continues, Amar Ravin Barav Ada Amar B'Yitzchak Minayin Shakarish Baruch Hu Matzer B'Beis Knesses Shenemar Elokim Nitzah Badaskel So here the notion of Beis Knesses, the superiority of Beis Knesses, is described not simply because there's a collective or communal rina song, but because the Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence is felt palpably in the Beis HaKnesses. Not just because of the collective tefillah, but because of the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that will be realized through tefillah, specifically in the Beis HaKnesses. Now to be honest, the Gemara in Brachos, on Davav, does attribute this presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the corresponding presence of a collective minion of Amiso, to justify or to prove HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the base Knesset, the Gemara cites the Pasuk, Elohim Nitzab Adaskel, Hashem is present whenever his community, his Adaskel, Adaskel is a reference to a minion. So these two statements in Brachos Davav 
seem to highlight the importance of tefillah in a base Knesset because of its ebor, whether the actual fabric of tefillah is improved by tzibor, or the presence of a tzibor um, draws the presence of the shechina. But the Gemara in Brachos Davavam and Beis continues in what could be referred to as a slightly different angle. Amar Ravin, Barav Ada, Amar Yitzchak, if a person is accustomed to praying in the base Knesses, and he misses one day, Hashem inquires, where was he? Hashem takes attendance, so to speak. This statement of Ravin Baravada, name of Rabbi Yitzchak, I believe takes a slightly different slant on base Knesses. Not the base Knesses because of the superior tefillah, because of the presence of Hashem as realized through the minion, Adas Kale. But the Beis HaKnesis is the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One activity in that house, the primary activity in that house is Tefillah. But the experience, the organic experience which that house, which that shelter facilitates of interacting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a daily basis far surpasses the mere experience of Tefillah. It's a larger whole of which Tefillah is the primary pivot, the primary cog. Kodesh Baruch Hu asks for him, not because he missed tefillah and Hashem is interested in taking attendance and making sure that every tefillah is performed properly. Kodesh Baruch Hu, again, covets that relationship, longs for his presence, and inquires as to his well-being. This notion of a Beis HaKnesses is the house of Hashem and a house that allows or enables interaction between man and God beyond tefillah, but realized primarily through tefillah, is underscored by another statement in Chazal, based on a Pasuk in Yisra. After Harsinai, Kadosh Baruch Hu hints at the Beis HaMikdash, Beis HaMikdash is a, so to speak, uh, a, uh, the model upon which the Beis HaKnesis is built, according to the Rambam, just like there's a biblical prohibition to dismantle the Beis HaMikdash, there's a similar biblical prohibition to dismantle the Shul, a similar Kedusha. As HaKadosh Baruch Hu is encouraging the construction of a Beis HaMikdash to sustain the Shechina encounter of Har Sinai, Shem writes, Whenever you mention my name, I'll be there. So the Mechilta comments on that Pasuk. It's also mentioned in Avastra Binasan. There's a statement of Hillel. Here the Mechilta cites in the name of Rebbe ben Yaakov. Rebbe ben Yaakov Omer, if you come to my house, Hashem says, the Beis HaMikdash, I will come to your house. If you don't come to my house, I won't come to your house. So, this Mechilta targets or labels the Beis HaMikdash and ultimately the Beis HaKnesses as the house of Hashem. And Hashem's guarantee, in this case Hashem's request slash demand is, there should be a presence of human beings in Hashem's house, and that will be matched or reciprocated by the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the human house, and we'll be successful in creating a presence of Shechina in our own homes. Either way, this, these sources, Mechilot and Yisro, the Gemara and Brachos, Davav, suggest presence in the Beis HaKnesses, tefillah in the Beis HaKnesses, not only because the fabric of tefillah will be improved, but because the shul is a place to be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And tefillah is a highlight of that audience, but certainly the experience in the Beis HaKnesses transcends 
davening per se. Tavola Vesi Hashem wants us to come to his home so that he'll come to our home. Practically, it's very important because I think that it encourages or suggests the importance of presence in a shul even when not davening. Um, it would impact uh, the question of how long we spend in shul. Some are very, very quick on a routine basis to depart as soon as possible from davening, to even leave earlier before davening has officially concluded. And these makaros are encouraging us to be shul people, to be people that just are in shul, certainly for davening, early as davening begins and towards the conclusion of davening, but not fleeing the base HaKnesses quickly, not only because it may be a um, disrespectful statement, but also because lingering and lounging in shul captures that reality that we are in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Beis HaKnesses, even when we don't daven, and our presence in the Beis HaKnesses, even outside of the parameters or schedule of davening, is in and of itself a religious moment, a religious experience. Also encourages a certain degree of decorum and respect, even during non-davening moments. If we're quiet during davening, but we talk during those, uh, talk excessively and unnecessarily, in frivolous fashion, during the moments in which davening subsides, then our davening, our prayer may be intact, but the fabric of the overall experience of standing in front of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, of feeling Hashem's presence, of establishing that encounter, that overall fabric suffers. So, part of capturing the base Hashem would be to maintain decorum, focus, mental engagement, as long as we're in shul. So that we're able to tap into that presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when we don't daven, to recognize when the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Very interesting medrash, which encourages us, a medrash in Devarim, Parsha Zion. Hashem says, Pays the Napasak in Mishlei, Ashri Adam Shemeli, Lishkod al Dal Sasai, Lishmar Mezizos Pitzchai. Pitzchai, so Akarish Baruch Hu says, Im halachta lispalo besoch beisakneses, if you daven in a shul, al tamor ala pesach hachitzon, don't stand on the outer rim, on the outer door, but walk into shul as deeply as possible. Miskavin likanes delis lifnimmi delis, go in as deep as possible, as, you know, go into the shul. Delas lefnimi delas. Delasosai, two doors. Don't just stay on the outside of shul. So in some ways this medrash is metaphoric. person who, so to speak, is in shul, but not really in shul, mentally. Hasn't really entered the shul in a deep and thorough fashion. He's in shul davening because he wants to be associated with a minion, but he's not really part of the shul. Unfortunately, in the modern context, this has not just metaphoric meaning, but sometimes literal meaning. Many people today aren't comfortable for all sorts of reasons. Davening in the shul itself. They'll daven in the back, they'll daven near the door, they'll daven behind the mechitza if there are no women in shul. And Although from a halachic standpoint, they may be part of the tzibor and may be benefiting from the halachic status of tzvilah b'tzibor, one can question the degree of immersion in the actual shul as a fabric for interacting with the Kodesh Baruch So coming to shul is not just davening with a minion, but being part of the environment and superstructure of shul involved in this relationship and communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem implores us, Im if you daven in a shul, al don't remain on the outer perimeter, so these are all various manifestations and indications that davening 
based on that Gemara and Sanhedrin again of Dafchav Beis and Aleph, which cites the Pasuk of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid as a recipe for davening with the recognition of Hashem Shechina, davening brokers that relationship, HaKadosh Baruch Hu covets our tefillah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself prays, and because our davening is the backbone of that relationship, so we have the right and even the responsibility to daven as often as possible. Second of all, to try to daven in a Kaddish Baruch Hu's house where that relationship is most palpably felt.